This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, <sighs> smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash... Hmm. You can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for a bigger job, try the superior strength of hefty large black bags. Star Wars 7x7, episode 3338. All right, we are going into spoiler territory. Master and Apprentice is the first episode of the first season of the Ahsoka series, and we're going to do our typical seven takeaway breakdown as we brief in this episode. Punch it! Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So the Ahsoka series and our 7 takeaway breakdown for Episode 1, Master and Apprentice. We'll start with just the general gist of the episode, which is rather easily summarized. It starts with the prison break of Morgan Elspeth by Balin Skold and Shin Hati, and the word getting out to the New Republic and to Ahsoka about it. The information about a map to Grand Admiral Thrawn, which may also be a map to the location of Ezra Bridger that has to be found. Ahsoka had used what, you know, appears to have been, based on the conversation, some sort of Jedi mind trick to get Morgan Elizabeth to reveal the location of this map and acquired it, but then in a classic reversal of fortune, the bad guys take control of the map. And in the meantime, we also reunite the previously estranged master and apprentice, Ahsoka Tano, and Sabine. Ren, while also reintroducing us to Harrison Dula. Yeah, that's basically <laughs> the major stuff that happens. It's summarized really quickly. And so that kind of rolls into the <laughs> second takeaway, which we started talking about a little bit on the non-spoiler first reactions review episode yesterday. But the fact that this episode requires so much patience to sit with, I mean, yeah, the pacing of it I guess this is one of the things that's being hotly debated right now. You know, you have the choice of either saying, all right, I'm just going to go with it, or saying, nope, that's not the way I like my Star Wars. But it really is, you know, kind of testing the limits in a way. Just as a for example, once the title card for the series pops in and then goes away, and then you see Ahsoka walking on the planet Arcana, I think that's how you pronounce it, right? From the moment we fade into that planet to the moment that we have the um, the moment where Ahsoka jumps out of the hole and sees all of those HK droids around. That's a full five minutes that she is walking around, finding a place to go underground, and then taking all the time to align those columns and the discs on top of those columns in order to find the map. That's five minutes of no dialogue and just silence. It seems like a long time just in our very you know, attention span <laughs> challenged viewing habit situation. I did think about Dave Filoni studying by the side of George Lucas and how one of George Lucas's things was always faster, more intense, and we've gone the entirely opposite direction as far as that goes so far. As for me, I'm actually okay with it. <laughs> 
<laughs> as I said yesterday, you know, we're basically getting to spend more time with these characters. And for that, I am grateful for sure. For a third takeaway, one of the things I thought might be worth flagging because I couldn't necessarily keep track of it, but the actual ages of these characters as they appear. And so Ahsoka is based on, you know, looking up stuff on Wikipedia and just verifying. Ahsoka is either 45 or 46 years old in the series. Then Sabine Wren is 30 or 31 years old. You've got Hera, who is either, I believe, uh, 38 or 39 years old. And when Ezra is found, whenever he is found, he will be either 28 or 29 years old. So there's a 15-year difference between Ahsoka and Sabine, and yeah, maybe that kind of explains a little bit of the dynamic between them, more than just the whole, you know, master-apprentice situation, but there is definitely, you know, a youthful versus a more seasoned situation. Not to say that Sabine hasn't had her own share of experiences and certainly has to be as seasoned a fighter over the years comparatively as Ahsoka had become by her age. But yeah, there is seemingly a maturity gap between the two of them. For a fourth thing, I you know kind of want to flag a couple of oddities. One of them being that when, and we will discuss this in greater detail, but when we see the map opened by Sabine, the fact that we get two galaxies is just rather stunning. I mean, yes, of course, if there is a galaxy far, far away, you know, you have to imagine the possibility that there are other galaxies, but we've never in current canon storytelling gone outside or considered very much what is outside the galaxy far, far away. Certainly, there have been extra galactic uh, species coming into Star Wars storytelling and that happened back in the old expanded universe, now legend stuff. And so we're kind of opening the door to that right now. But yeah, it was just, it was really kind of a surprise to see, wait a second is that a second galaxy and as logical as it is it's also kind of mind-blowing in its way too and we're going to dig into that and the whole map business in more detail in our deep dive episode but the other thing i wanted to flag about just kind of odd stuff is the dedication of the mural of the ghost crew that happens in this episode so we know from star wars rebels that Ahsoka came to, you know, pick up Sabine and they seem to have gone looking for Ezra at least on one previous occasion, possibly more. And we also know you know, this with a reasonable level of confidence because of what we're hearing in the series now about how they previously had a master and apprentice relationship. That being said, it seems like it's odd that here we are, you know, multiple years later and the mural is now being dedicated in this public ceremony. We know the mural has actually existed for a number of years as well based on the ending of Rebels 2. So yeah, that was uh, a little strange to experience. For a fifth takeaway, there are also some deja vu moments in the episode as well, and I'm sure that I will not have identified all of them, so I'll just flag a handful of them. For a start, there's, of course, the nod to Rogue One with Balin Skull and Shin Hatsi, but really particularly Balin Skull in the scenes that they show him in, dealing with all of the various New Republic uh, crew members in the hallways and knocking them all around and that sort of thing. Very reminiscent of Darth Vader at the end of Rogue One throwing all the rebel crew members around. 
Then you have the scenes on Lothal with Shin Hati where she has little probe droids that have been looking out for Sabine Wren and one of them comes back to her and talks to her while she's standing looking out at a vista very similar to Darth Maul in The Phantom Menace on Tatooine. And there's even stuff that kind of brings into live action stuff that Dave Filoni has talked about a lot with the animated storytelling. In particular, I'm thinking about the lightsaber fight between Shin Hati and Sabine Wren where there is definitely a very deliberate attempt, and this happens with Ahsoka's lightsaber fight too, to focus on the footwork that Sabine and Ahsoka put into place before they get into their lightsaber fights. Like, we're actually getting <laughs> moments to observe how they position their stances prior to battles beginning. And that was something that Dave Filoni talked about in the Twin Sons episode of Rebels, where Maul finds Kenobi and they have that final standoff once and for all. And in the animation, it takes time to show the two of them and the stances in which they're positioning themselves very carefully before the final happens and Dave Filoni talking about how sometimes the fight's over before it begins because of the stances that they've chosen and that's why <laughs> the Twin Suns fight went as quickly as it did. For a sixth takeaway I want to give a shout out to Kevin Kiner who does the music for the Ahsoka series and that is such a wonderful thing. He of course did the music for Star Wars Rebels and so to have him working on it in this series was fantastic and it's really well done. I mean it was just absolutely beautiful the way that you could hear various you know variations on Star Wars themes but it wasn't necessarily the same it was familiar and yet it was all new as well and his sort of Raiders of the Lost Ark inspired stuff while Ahsoka was underground looking for that map situation like that's always fun too and then for a seventh and final takeaway I just want to flag the fact that we are already getting other Star Wars Rebels cameos one of them being Governor Azadi, who is played by Clancy Brown, and Clancy Brown actually does the voice of Governor Azadi, or, you know, who is now Governor Azadi, but he was just Azadi <laughs> in the series. But yeah, Clancy Brown does the voice of that character in Rebels, and so it was very fun to see him actually inhabiting the character in the flesh. And then there's a Senator Jai Kel, who is mentioned as, you know, that's the person that Azadi brings to speak when Sabine Wren can't be found. So Jai Kel actually also appeared in Star Wars Rebels in the very beginning episodes of the series and then was also part of the final events on Lothal at the end of the series. But not a senator <laughs> at the time. So yeah, now has definitely risen up in the New Republic to this senatorial position. So that's kind of cool to see too. And we'll keep an eye out for other Rebels cameos as we continue with our briefings on the series. But that right there is going to do it for our seven takeaway breakdown for Master and Apprentice, which is episode one of season one of the Ahsoka series. And that is going to do it for this episode of the podcast. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always. And may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited, but their respective trademark and copyright holders may the force be with them. All original content is copyrighted by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.